Dirt Radio, Organic Friends of the Earth, Activism, Underground, Political Action, Necessary, Wind Farms, Indigenous Struggles, Land Rights, Anti-Nuclear, Nanotechnology, Climate Change, Coal Barons, Mining Magnates, Activists, Educating, Communities, Transforming, Communities, Mobilising a Sustainable Planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning, you're listening to Dirt Radio. This is your host, Phil Evans, coming at you from my house, um, the land of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation, where sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging as we continue the struggle for environmental and social justice. Of course, Dirt Radio is Friends of the Earth's radio show on 3CR, and it's where we dig deep and talk to activists and people who are out in the grassroots community who were involved in all sorts of struggles, such as implementing a transition, a fair and just one, away from coal and towards renewable energy. And today is Global Wind Day. So we're going to talk to Pat Simons, who is the Yes to Renewables Collective Coordinator at Friends of the Earth in Melbourne, and also talk to Wendy Farmer from Voices of the Valley, who is a local advocate for um, the transition away from coal and for healthy, clean air down in Morwell, and also Kath Thompson from the Streslecki Sustainable Futures Group. So we're talking about the transition to renewable energy in the Trobe Valley, hear a little bit about the Delburn Wind Project, and also Star of the South. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. COVID-19. No radiophone. You thought you were left off the hook. Sorry, we need money to survive and you need a legal legitimate tax deduction before the end of the year. So we're having a June Solidarity Station appeal so we can remain independent, community owned and believe it or not, radical during COVID-19. This is a great way to do what the rich and powerful do Support the charities that you like, like 3CR, and get a legal legitimate tax deduction. If they can do it, you can do it. You can do it in a number of ways. You can go to the website, 3cr.org.au, follow the prompts. And for the dinosaurs out there like me, you can always send a cheque made out to 3CR to Post Office Box 1277. That's Post Office Box 1277. Collingwood 3066 and before you know it you'll get your legal legitimate tax deduction and remember all that COVID-19 extra money you've got for JobSeeker? Well, 
now that you live in the lap of luxury maybe you'd like to put some into 3cr's pocket and you can feel really good about keeping 3cr on air and also put down your favorite program when you donate As I mentioned before the break just then, it is Global Wind Day. So today we're talking all things renewable energy. Um, and in particular, we wanted to highlight talking about that transition from coal to renewable energy and the jobs and the better world that will create um, less carbon going into the atmosphere, um, more jobs and more job security for people who are down in the Latrobe Valley. In particular, talking about the Delburn Wind Farm and also Star of the South projects. So both of those projects are quite big and situated right near where those coal-affected communities are. So uh, the Delburn Wind Project is a proposed wind energy project located in the Streslecki Ranges to the south of the Latrobe Valley. Um, the development site uh, would be centred in the Delburn area and also would be about five kilometres away from Morwell, where so many of um, those coal-fired plants are located. The Star of the South project, however, is Australia's first offshore wind project and proposed to be located off the south of Gippsland. The potential to supply up to 18% of Victoria's renewable energy needs, creating jobs and investment. So joining me on uh, the internet today is Wendy Farmer from Voices of the Valley, Kat Thompson from Strasecki Sustainable Futures Group, and also Pat Simons, the Yes to Renewables Coordinator at Friends of the Earth. So a very good morning to Pat, Wendy and Kath. Thanks for joining Dirt Radio. Good morning. So Pat, I was wondering if we could start off by um, explaining to our listeners, what is Global Wind Day and where did it come from? So Global Wind Day is an international celebration of, uh, of the role of wind energy and the importance of, uh, of wind power for our action on climate change, uh, job creation and you know bringing um, benefits to to communities. Uh, it was originally created by the Global Wind uh, uh, Energy Association, which is like an international kind of industry body. Um, but here in Victoria, it kind of has an important history, um, you know, for our camp for our campaigning, as it was on Global Wind Energy Day in 2016 when the state government announced its intentions to um, set a renewable energy target for the state. So uh, with that in mind, we've always sought to celebrate it and to re really uh, take this day to, you know, to really emphasise um, the importance of renewable energy, wind power, um, for action on climate change and job creation and that sort of thing, uh, which is only becoming more and more important. It feels like um, not that long ago to me, um, having been hanging around Friends of the Earth for a while, um, that the Victorian Renewable Energy Target um, was announced and the uh, targets were set. And they're being um, extended now because originally we had um, a 2020 target of 25%. Um, I think it was 30% by 2025 and now 50% by 2030. How is Victoria going in terms of meeting those renewable energy targets? That's a good question. So we're tracking pretty well. Uh, we're actually basically almost met the 2020 target uh, and we're likely to meet the 
the um, the target of 50% renewables uh, by 2030 ahead of time. So that the target of 50% renewables by 2030, that's most like economists predict that that is actually a business as usual target. So you know, we can really begin to make the argument that we're already on track to meet and beat these targets. And we really should be looking to be even more ambitious. Uh, I was on a talk last week uh, by Dylan Connell where he was saying that we're, we could uh, meet 50% uh, renewables as soon as 2025. So we really need to be looking at how to accelerate these targets and how to do that in a way that uh, you know creates creates long-term employment benefits for regional communities. Speaking of communities, um, Wendy, I wanted to bring you into the conversation. Um, it's been, a lot has happened very recently um, down in your local area. Um, many people would have seen the, uh, the, um, the chimney stacks of Hazelwood um, recently were um, brought down. Um, a huge moment in um, the community, I'm sure, down there. Um, there must be a bittersweet feeling um, knowing that the, there's such an opportunity for new jobs in um, some of these industries, but also it means that people are changing their life uh, and their, their career choices down there. What is the general mood down in Latrobe Valley around since Hazelwood has come down? So I think in even the last year, we're starting to see a real change in the community about what energy is about well of course we've still got those that have always only known coal and they fear of what they may lose if coal disappears but there's a lot more people now actually looking at what the opportunities are in renewable energy and how we continue Latrobe Valley continues to be part of the history of energy for Victoria which that you know we know they have been for 90 years so it's quite exciting to start seeing the changes we still have you know um and I'll be honest, council, we're still quite scared of, or it seems that they're scared of what is actually happening in the in the changes. But it's going to happen regardless of what we do or not. You know, we have companies talking to us saying, well, we don't think we're going to last as long as we have with our coal. We know things are changing and our company wants to be part of the new renewable energies. And I'm talking about the energy power stations that are here. So it's quite exciting, but it's also scary for the community of what their future may be, not, not having an example and having to create that future. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a really like good point about the future and creating the future. And um, really what's kind of missing is um, a real leadership from the government around um, intentionally setting out that future and how it's going to go in Latrobe Valley. Has there been any developments as we look at the fair and just transition kind of model? Has the government really started to plan that or is it still really the market that is making the decisions about the way that it's going in Latrobe Valley? I think the Victorian government have played a fairly big role as well, you know, with the VRET and support for Latrobe Valley. We do have the Latrobe Valley Authority that did take a long time to really get off the ground. But we're seeing some really wonderful things happening through that at the moment. We're seeing a, um, a pre-feasibility study of smart energy for Hayfield announced last week, which is really exciting. Hayfield being just on the side of Latrobe Valley, they have the highest per capita of solar panels on their roof in Australia. You know, a small farming town, which is also the town that is where the main um, timber mills are. So that's quite interesting. And timber mills looking at how they can actually um, use their energy from renewable sure. energy. 
So, and that's the other thing that we're really starting to see a lot of companies themselves actually saying, well, we want to be part of the renewable energy. We actually want to power our own businesses. We want to reap the benefits. But then we also have those investors that are coming in, um, which bring us to the two solar um, farms that are proposed for Latrobe Valley and the two wind farms, the Delburn Wind Farm and, of course, Star of the South, which we're really excited about. We actually think this is just something... Another great example how Latrobe Valley and Gippsland can actually lead in the different energies. Absolutely. And um, the Delburn Wind Farm particularly, Kath, will be particularly beneficial to, uh, to your community. Is it something that is exciting the community or is it...? There is a mixed reaction, but I would say that um, overall my experience is that people feel like They'd rather have a wind farm in their backyard than a dirty, polluting coal-fired coal power station. And um, when it comes down to it, they've, in, the area has been a little bit isolated from the views of Hazelwood itself. But when they start to think about the real impact of coal, then they're you know, moving um, more easily towards acceptance of the Delburn wind farm. There has been, there has been a small vocal group, um, yeah, who have opposed it, but uh, a lot of people see it as a very thoughtful design, you know, making positive steps towards transitioning the Latrobe Valley away from pollution. Mm. And it, it also is, I mean, we can't ignore the economic factors um, for the area as well. I mean, the actual Delburn wind farm will power 150,000 homes. So that's a lot more than the, than the direct community. But also houses within a few k's will, will um, be up for $2,000 a year, direct sort of um, into their own pockets. So I think that that's going to add value to homes. There's a community benefits and um, community investment model, which is, yeah, being engaged with by the community. And there's opportunities for direct investment into that. So it's, it is seen as a broader community benefit uh, than just the local communities, but the local communities looking at the research that's already been established will benefit quite significantly, yes. And Wendy, did you want to add something to that? I do actually, because one of the things that we see with um, renewable energies, both the wind farms and the solar farms, is they actually want to work with communities. They want to engage with communities. They want to be part of the community. They want to be, work, as I said, work with. What we've seen with the mining industries is they have been isolated from communities They've actually gone and done what they wanted to do. Hazelwood never said, well, actually, we want to start extending into Westfield now and we're going to do it. Is that okay with the neighbourhood? They actually just did what they did. And the other power stations are very much the same. So I think when we get to um, wind farms and solar farms and they're actually asking the community, hey, guys, we want to be part of your community. We actually want to give you a return on your you've actually seen this from your land mm. and people are scared then it's actually like oh they're trying to buy us out they're trying to you know this is really bad because they're offering to pay and I think that's a really different conversation but we're seeing it with right across all renewable energies where that the companies seem to be more engaged or want to be more engaged with communities so I think when you get this um, branch of people really fighting against and I, I know my, some of my own friends have had the same where they've gone well it must be really bad they want to buy us out 
not looking at the positive side of it, the half glass, you know, half full rather than half empty. And I think that's important as well to note, really, when we're talking about energy, there is no zero impact model for it, and there will be some uh, kind of community costs. Just on what you just said, the embedded energy costs of the Dalburn wind farm will be repaid within two years. Mm. And it's a 25-year project. So that's 23 years of clean energy with no direct pollution cost. So that's pretty amazing. But I do have a statistic here on 109 residences which have a wind turbine within two kilometres um, will receive about $2,000 per annum for 25 years. So there are some very direct benefits to neighbours. And um, it's not the only project that is slated for the area. The Star of the South offshore wind farm, which looks quite spectacular when you look at an offshore wind farm um, in terms of that, much better than looking at a very large coal pit and the smokestacks associated with that. But but really does um, represent a huge um, opportunity for jobs in the area. I think Star of the South, as I said, is a really good opportunity to show that things can be done differently in Latrobe Valley and will be done differently. It keeps Latrobe Valley in that we are the energy of the state. Um, but I also think in the jobs aspect of it, you know, there's a lot of um, work to actually make that project happen. The, the parts for the project, the transport of the parts for the project, and I think that, you know, or I know there are a lot of jobs involved in it. There's a lot of jobs later on for maintaining it. Of course, it's going to sit in the ocean. So we've got to be aware of um, what, what it's doing and repair pe maintenance people have to go out there and, you know, keep an eye on things. Not just, I'm not saying fixing, it may not need any fixing, but, you know, there would be the regular checks that it's running mm -hmm. completely you know, as it should be. The jobs on it may not, well, I think we, we need to step back. People often look at coal and say there's so many jobs in coal. In fact, if you look at Latrobe Valley, they're not mm. a very big employer at all. The health, health department is the biggest and then you have um, the Australian paper mill. They're actually quite a low rate of employment in the power stations now. So when people, but there's this belief in Latrobe Valley that everybody seems to be linked to mm. the power stations, which mm. was true once, mm. absolutely true once. But in privatisation, they work on a skeleton crew. They work on what they need, not what they could do with. And of course, we he often hear that maintenance isn't up to scratch so star of the south i think as i said will will have really good good job opportunities for the people of latrobe valley and the wider gippsland and it's those people that know energy they know how energy works and they want to stay in that field of playing with the next type of energy if you want to call it playing but you know producing that next type of energy for that for the future mm. yeah and, and that's kind of exciting really to to hear that the latrobe valley like you know can continues to be that powerhouse of um, victoria providing us with energy um as it has done for so long but can continue into the future and, and that's exciting i think of a narrative to tell we're almost out of time but i wondered uh pat I know that um, it's Global Wind Day today and uh, that there is uh, an action happening um, at the moment um, for Yes to Renewables. Do you want to let our listeners know how they can support? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess an important thing to think about at the moment is that we're, we're going through this global pandemic and governments are um, thinking about how to respond and how to manage the economic impacts. And one of the things that we've seen is that um, we are seeing, particularly the federal government, sort of try to prop up the fossil fuel industry under the cover of the pandemic. 
So we want to use today to send a message that we need to use this time to roll out a renewables-led recovery to COVID-19. So on Global Wind Day, what we're asking people to do is to make a little pinwheel wind turbine at home, take a photo, share that on social media, and explain why you think that we need to have a renewables-led recovery to COVID and what kind of benefits you see um, from renewable energy in your community or the, you know, the country as a whole. And we really want to, you know, flood social media with those positive messages to show where that the community actually wants action on climate change, not more fossil fuels. So that's a really simple, fun thing that you can do from home. Mm. Yeah, it's important to stay connected with moments like this. Because social isolating and social distancing does not mean the end of social movements, as we've been saying all along on PCR <laughs> here. I'll put up the details on how you can get involved in those actions in the show notes as well, because you can always listen back to a podcast at 3CR org.au forward slash dirt radio. Kath, I know um, there's ways that people can help this Streslecky Sustainable Futures Group. Do you want to let us know about that? Um, you can check out our webpage, Streslecky Sustainable Futures.org, but also on the on the little turbine models, mm. the Osme office in Ballara has a great Lego turbine tower with little people around it and stuff. It's really groovy if people want to check out their office. And they also do visual representations of the landscape with the wind turbines placed in them. And I was out in the pine plantation um, in the middle of last week and saw one of these. And when you're right out there and you get the actual scale, they're very tall, thin, state-of-the-art turbines. And they don't even dominate the landscape that much. It's incredible. I mean, they're, they, to me, they look really beautiful. Absolutely. And um, people hopefully get creative with that action as well. Um, game up if you've got some Lego. We want to see some Lego turbines. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, is there ways that people can support um, the wonderful work of Voices of the Valley? You can go and have a look at our website, um, www.votv.org.au or our Facebook, Voices of the Valley. We're working on some other really great projects that hopefully we can discuss with you down the track. Um, oh, I just want to comment to say that our future is blowing in the wind and we can take part of it. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Um, and I'll put uh, the links to all of those, uh, all the wonderful groups that we've spoken to today. Kath Thompson from Strasecki Sustainable Futures Group, Wendy Farmer from Voices of the Valley and Pat Simons from Friends of the Earth, Yes to Renewables Collective. Thank you so much for joining us on Dirt Radio. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. That interview you can listen back to at 3cr.org.au forward slash dirt radio. And of course, you can check out all the podcasts there and catch up on any shows that you've missed. Big thanks to Kath, Pat and Wendy for joining me on the show. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. You are listening to Dirt Radio with Phil Evans here. Um, if you want to hear that interview, just a reminder, you can jump on to 3cr.org.au and go back and listen to all podcasts. 
Of course, regular listeners will know that it is usually time for our radio on, but um, 3CR does provide a media space enabling progressive communities to voice ideas and build their power to create social change. For nearly 45 years, 3CR has fought for change through our program content. We advocate and agitate for social and political justice. And through our organizational model, we represent how radical independent media can give power back to you in the communities. History tells us that change is determined by political struggle and 3CR is part of that struggle, critiquing existing structures and providing new voices and visions. And we need your help to keep it going. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we've already seen the tremendous response of local communities supporting each other. It's a new kindness pandemic, but supporters of 3CR already know the transformative power of community action for a better world. With your help, we're confident we can weather these hard times and continue to be Melbourne's radical, independent, community-owned broadcaster. We rely on our listeners and supporters to financially keep us on the air. Well, what would my donation do, you might ask? $50 can help subsidise one volunteer programmer's access to training to help create independent radio. $100 can pay for one hour of your favourite show, like Dirt Radio, to stay on the air. And $200 provides one month's internet access so you can listen online to podcasts on demand. You can jump on right now to 3cr.org.au and um, make a donation online. Or if you want, you can call during business hours on 03-9419-8377. That's 03-9419-8377 between 10 and 5 p.m. to pay online via phone. Or you can direct deposit straight into our bank account. The account name is Community Radio Federation's Donation Account. BSB 313140, that's 313140. Account number 1205 9465. 1205 9465. And if you do pay by direct deposit, then please notify us via email so we can send you a tax deductible receipt. Important stuff there. Please support community radio and jump on and donate now and keep shows like Dirt Radio on the air. So today we did have, it's Global Wind Day, and we had our theme around renewable energy and the change is coming on the wind. Um, we don't want to blow it. Um, and in that fashion, let's go out with a track by Nirvana. It's blue. See you later. Stay on 3CR.